Before we get started, I want to draw your attention to the E on this podcast. It stands for explicit. That means that I will be using words and singing phrases or probably talking about topics you don't want your kids to hear. Being that said, fair warning, let's get started. You Gotta Meet Her podcast. I'm Christine Barr. Today we'll be talking with Kim. Kim is a wonderful human being that I probably did not realize how much I was going to laugh while we recorded this. And she just kept my, my face hurt because of her truthfulness. And then <laughs> she was drinking through the whole thing. So I just felt like more and more truthfulness came out. Super excited. I don't even know what we talked about. We hit all of our points, but she took it to another level. She got emotional, which I felt, and I was so grateful that she was willing to uh, power through it and give us honest um, emotion, raw emotion um, with her subjects that she was talking about today. So I hope that you enjoy this podcast as much as I did. And if you feel free to take a drink while we're sipping and talking, feel free. I hope you enjoy it. Please meet Kim. All right, so we are talking with Miss Kim. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh my gosh. So I can't believe you picked me to be on on your talk show. My life is crazy and I'm crazy, but (laughs) I am Kimberly Smith. I am from Redlands, California, which is like this small little town, I don't know, west of LA. Um, the only one out of my sisters and brothers that didn't graduate from Redlands High School because I moved to Colorado. Um, then I moved to Colorado with my two sisters and well, I guess it started off with my mom, but then I lived with my two sisters and then I have um, four kids. I have a 17 year old and I have an eight year old Mariah and I have twins and I have a husband I are like a fifth kid. like. I don't know how to decipher the two sometimes. Uh, understandably, understandably, we get it. <laughs> um, I guess that's me. Like, what else should I say to introduce myself? Because I, no, I, I think that's me. Good. We kind of get it. We get it. So what is your race and ethnic background? Um, so I'm biracial. My mom is white and my dad is black. I just say, tell people I'm black, <laughs> but if you see me in person, you should, you would know I'm black, but I think on the phone, a lot of people, because of my name and then how I sound over the phone, uh, when they see me in person, it's always a surprise. So yes, I am biracial. <laughs> um, did you grow up, like what was your cultural background growing up? Was it, were you raised more black or were you raised more white culturally? I should say that. Not necessarily yeah. that if you're black, you're raised a certain way, but what, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like, know. I do. <laughs> but like, what was your cultural background? Like, what were you taught of like your heritage and things like that growing up? So I was raised by my dad. So he raised six of us all by himself. And so my dad's black. So I grew up with the, just the black side of my family. Um, and then I knew my grandma, like she would come randomly pick us up 
that was the only interaction that I had for a very long time with my mom's side of the family. Um, so I grew up predominantly black and that's how I tell my kids that's what we are because we are, we don't really, like I know my aunts and everyone, but didn't really start meeting them and getting to know them until I moved to Colorado because they just happened to be there where my mom was at. But I've never met my grandpa, so I've, I don't even know what he looks like. I think if you walk past me on the street, I would never know because um, he never wanted to meet us because we were biracial. So uh, we've never really got to meet that much of my mom's side of the family because they had a strong hatred towards her um, for having biracial kids. So I don't really know too many of them on that side. So were all your brothers and sisters biracial? Like you all have the same mom and dad or were like just you and a couple? Right. So we all have the same dad. Let me tell you, my dad knows how to pick them because he picked two wives that were just terrible. Uh, so there's like my mom and then like, then I have my, so it's like the three Otis, um, me and my, the first three, we are all by the same mom. And then the second three are all by the same mom. Um, both moms just decided they didn't want to be moms. So my dad ended up being mom and dad to all six kids, all girls and one boy. So how oh, wow. terrible is that? And the boy was the last one. So wow. <laughs> like, <you> break. <laughs> yeah, like no break. You had two girls all day, every day. That's probably why we like sports and I drink whiskey. And um, I kind of just hang out and I'm kind of chill. I'm never trying to like fit in with the crowd, I think, because I've just been raised by my dad. So we're just like, we're just chill, no drama kind of hang out with my family because I, you know, want them to get to know their family since, you know, I didn't necessarily get that growing up from the other half, but yeah. So what did your dad do to support all y'all? Yeah, so you know, it's not like, let me tell you, we grew up like so goddamn dirt poor, I couldn't tell you. Um, and so while he had a job, it's not like it made a lot of money. Like we lived in a house, with like my grandma, my aunt, so good Lord, it was like a ton of us in one house. And so I kind of grew up with my cousins and my aunt had three kids and they were kind of the same age as the first three oldest kids, which is me and my two sisters. Um, and we became really close. But I just remember like, I don't even really remember what he did, like what he actually did as far as work. Um, but I can tell you, it wasn't like a lot of money because I don't think that unless, you know, we never really like did big birthdays or anything. Like my dad tried to make you feel special by getting you like a little cake and stuff, but it was like really nothing. And um, I guess I didn't realize like that we were dirt poor because it, it was like more of like most people are like they're poor, but I don't know, maybe they're their parents project that on them. And my dad was always so loving and encouraging. And so um, that you kind of just like, you know, you're poor, but then at the same time, you're not over here depressed about it. Like I, I sit back and I don't feel like I had a terrible childhood because we didn't have tons of money and we didn't go on vacations and we didn't do all this stuff because it was like when I needed someone to talk to. And when I was sad and when I was, when I needed help with homework, my dad was there. My dad was like, gave every ounce of himself to all of us, and he was there for all of us. And so it's like, I grew up poor, but good Lord, it was like, and, and I, I just, I guess I don't necessarily regret my childhood because of that. It has definitely set me up to how I want to raise my kids. 
um, and how I want to be as an adult. And that's why we don't necessarily do like presents on Christmas because I don't want my kids to necessarily think that um, Christmas is all about presents and how many you get and there's a million presents under the tree. I want my kids to think about giving back and thinking about others because there's people that are in terrible situations. And so like we give like which you should be having, we gift to other people. Like we don't, I don't buy them anything. We go and we stay at a hotel for two days and that's it. But in the presents they get, it's from like my husband's family and my dad. And sometimes we actually donate those to a lot of churches. <laughs> I give them one and then we kind of box the rest up and then we donate them because I don't feel that they need them. They're, they're fine. Like they get enough crap throughout the year and you know that. <laughs> so what I hear you saying is, is that you, you got the love that the money didn't give. It didn't. And I think it's because, and you know what? I lived in a neighborhood that was very, um, how can I say it? It wasn't like poverty, poverty or anything. And it wasn't um, crappy and no one in our neighborhood. And we've like, everyone lived there for a thousand and one years. So no one ever treated us any differently. Um, because we didn't have any money. And so I guess maybe that's why I didn't feel the full effects as some other people might feel. Um, yeah, I remember as not having a lot of stuff and going to, you know, and eating the same crap all the time and, and having noodles and having this. Um, but I was never getting bullied for it um, at school. And probably because, you know, my sister would beat everybody up. She wasn't having it. So <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <laughs> to anyone because she fights everybody <laughs> I, just, I was like I get the one sister that beats everybody she beats everybody up she's like lover she's my mom she was my everything so you know like yeah so then maybe that's why I wasn't getting bullied because everyone was so afraid of my sister um that's the she only thing I could think so of like, to. she was fighting she was didn't have to she was fighting everyone. So they were being mean. Like she was, I've never, I don't think I, I didn't even get in a fight until I was like in ninth grade or something. Like yeah. That. My sister was like on everyone. She was like everybody's mom. She was, you don't talk stuff about us. She was, she would be over there in two seconds. So yeah. maybe that's why I didn't get bullied or anything. Um, is she older than you or younger than you? She is. So she is older than me. She's actually like almost two years older than me. She, um, that's like the sister I say is like my mom who, you know, good Lord, I love her. And that's who I moved to Colorado with after we moved out there and I moved in with her and her husband. And that's my sister who passed away like eight years ago. And let me tell you, I can't even talk about it because she was like, my mom, so I don't know. I don't want to. <laughs> I know, no, no, no. We so I think her passing was like, ah, oh, I can't even. I don't even think still. Um, eight years later, that I am ever gonna get over it because you know, <laughs> how do you lose someone that's like she's like my mom and she raised, she helped me with my kids. I mean, like she never got to meet anyone else except for dailies, and so I feel so bad. And she and she doesn't get to be there for her kids and my nieces and my nephews and um. You know, because I have a mom and she was everything and every bit of a mom to me. And I'm just sad that um, not all my kids got to experience her. And I'm sad that she passed away and they at least didn't get to fully know her before she passed away. And she knew her because she watched her when I was in college and she took care of her and she took care of me and she didn't have to. And she was um, the most supportive person outside of my dad that 
was there for me and just always encouraged me, even when I was making terrible mistakes and, <laughs> and <laughs> when I was just coming home trashed before I was 21. I mean, it was awful. And she, so, you know, I miss her every day. And so, <sighs> Thank you for sharing I'll stop that. Talking about it. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> just no, thank you for sharing that. Sometimes you just have to release, you know, and <sighs> something sparks it and you release it and it's amazing. And thank you for sharing with that, sharing that with me. Um, I let's switch gears a little bit, okay? So how young are you? I am 34. Okay. And wait, whoa, you have a 16-year-old? No, Daylisa's 17. 17. It'll be 18 in July. Dang. I should have started earlier. <laughs> hey, because wait, so now you like, I have so many questions that I want to ask yeah, now. Yeah, no, no, I mean, I think like my son will be 18 when I'm 38. So I'm like, you're already, she's about to go to college. And like, wait, no, I'm 35, I guess. Born in 84. Nope, I guess I'm 35. Sorry. I'm trying to get myself years younger. I am 35, but you know. <laughs> I'm the worst at my age. Marcus is always like, I don't think you know how old you are. And I'm like, whatever. I'm alive. I miss whole okay. years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm alive, right? Yeah. No, I guess I am 35. I have to recount on my hand how old I was. How terrible is that? <laughs> 35. So was that hard, having a child that young, like going through you know school? Or did you make it through like with all the help? Because it sounded like you had a really good support team. You know, I had a lease after I graduated high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so um, she was me and Marcus's bonus child on accident. <laughs> we'll say that. You had your bonus and, child first? Yeah, on accident. We call her a bonus child on accident. <laughs> That's why. No, but yeah, so I had her, and I, I mean, I remember even my dad was like, oh, no, I'll take the lease, and like, I'll raise her if you want me to, so that you can go to college and live, you know, I don't want you, I don't want, because you had a baby, to, um, like, mess up anything, and I was like, I felt love, but at the same time, I'm like, I can't give, like, my little baby, like, I'm starting college, like, I just had the lease, just had her, and then I'm, and I'm starting college all, all at the same time, and so, my sister just took care of her and watched her all day for me because she was a stay-at-home mom while her husband worked. And um, she was like with daily, like 24-7 and then I would come home. So it was nice because I didn't have to worry about babysitters and, and lugging her around or anything. Um, so no, it was good. So I, I had her young and most of the time, I, I think having her young made me determined and um, definitely made me who I am because it pushed me and it strived me to work harder and to be better because I, I just remember someone telling me like oh my gosh you're just gonna be another statistic and I mean I'd already graduated high school so that wasn't the issue it wasn't that oh my gosh you're not gonna they're just like oh you're just gonna be another statistic you're just gonna be on welfare mm -hmm. and you're just gonna have all these babies and I think that hit me and then that made me determined to be a better person. And it's not that, you know, never going to college was ever in the back of my mind because I always planned on going and I was going to make it happen regardless. Um, but I don't think she'll ever understand. And that's probably why I post about her so much on my Facebook, how much she's changed me as a person and as a mom, because she has 
made she's made me be determined i'm determined to succeed i'm determined to be a great mom i'm determined to fight for what i love you know which is my family and i and i am i you know like Felice is like my little best friend because you know we grew up together and she is everything to me and um I will just say that I've worked hard because of her. I've worked hard because I want her to know that if you make a mistake in life, you are not defined by your mistakes. And so don't let people try to put you in a box and don't let people think that they're better than you because you made a mistake. You make mistakes and we move on. You pick your shit up and you keep going. I had no regrets when I had Delise. I did never decide that I didn't want to have her. It was never in my, it was never in the back of my head because I'm always like, oh no, I got this. And I had family that was like, oh no, we got this as a family because you're not gonna just not live your life because you had a baby. Like, and so it was nice. And and I graduated college and then I went back and I got my master's and you know, here we are today, all these thousands of years later. <laughs> and then having more babies, but you know, it was good. I think that yeah, she Yep. She is why I am who I am today. Because if it probably wasn't for her, I'd probably still be living my life out, having fun, doing whatever I want to do. But she like calmed me down, settled me down, made me get focused. I looked at her and I knew I wanted something good for her in life. And I knew I wanted to provide that for her. I wanted to, my main thing in life to all of my kids um, is to just show them the love that my dad gave me. Because he's like, my dad is truly like my best friend. And I wouldn't make it through my he is my he is everything problems and I cried to him I mean he when we lived in they used to cheer all the time and picked her up and he was at every competition he never missed a single thing for my kid and he was like that with us and my kids know him so well and it's just that I just want to project the love that I got onto my kids. And so sometimes I might put family and and friends to the back burner. Um, and it's not that I mean to, like that I mean to, it's just that sometimes I just enjoy being with my kids. Um, and sometimes when I get away and I'm like, I'm gonna go to so-and-so's house. Then, yes, and then I get my time away from my kids. But no, I most of the time I don't just drop my life because someone wants me to come over and they want me to hang out and you know they want to go all these places like I legit plan our vacations well in advance <laughs> you know I'm a huge planner so sometimes like it's hard to just do things at the last minute because I'm gonna have a heart attack because I need to have my shit like structured <laughs> um but yeah so I don't know I hope she knows and I hope that she thinks that I was a good mom and I hope that she thinks that I gave her a good life and and we've had she was nowhere near the perfect child even though on Facebook she sounds amazing <laughs> but you know we have not been without our ups and downs <laughs> let me tell you she is a she was a handful and let me tell you she taught me that oof, kids are their own person and let me and you are probably want to just want to choke her out sometimes and just like just just choke her, like just choke all the life out of her <laughs> for like a good five minutes. <laughs> you really did this, Bailey. Okay. okay. All right. You know, but good Lord, I'll say she kept us on our toes as parents. She has kept us, I mean, it was like 
she turned into a young adult and she has kept us on our toes when it comes to parenting. I mean, the good thing is I've never had to worry about her with school, like school and cheer. I mean, she stayed in her boundaries. She, she dropped out a few times. And let me tell you, the repercussions for her were not very good. Um, but when she gets in trouble, she it's not like major trouble because she already knows like, hey, we'll pull you out of cheer. And cheer's like this kid's life. She's been doing it since she was five. We've committed, I don't know, entire college savings every year to this, to cheer. So um, she loves it. That's the only reason why I probably say that we commit all of our money and time to her and why the kids have spent every waking moment of their life at cheer practices since birth, every single one of them. <laughs> like, I think I had Mariah, had Mariah in August and then in November, we were on a flight to Vegas for cheer. And I have Mariah, my brand new, I mean, like, it's crazy. So my kids have, and we, you know, we sacrifice this for her because I love her. And most people say, why do you do that? I mean, yeah, I don't have a life half the time. We are always at practice, like 20, 30 hours a week. And then we were in our practice, we were traveling. And every time I turn around, they want money for something else. And everything is way too much money. But what I take it back now, because it's what made her happy, and she makes me happy. And so... I want to make her happy. Um, the Lord, my other three kids, pff, I don't give a hell what you put them in. I don't care. <laughs> they, have like, they could be in nothing if you let them. If they could just play video games and do nothing, they'll be fine. Delisa's has been like my determined kid since like five. She's been on this path of just being like perfect at certain things and, and wanting to be perfect. And my other three kids are totally different. So I mean, you know, check back in with me. And these kids are teenagers. <laughs> Like it sounds like you kind of have a favorite. <laughs> so, you know what? If you ask Elise and everyone in the house, they keep saying my favorite is Demarcus, which is a lie. He's not my favorite. I just love him a lot because he's so sensitive and he cries, and I feel Aww. so bad. And I just love him all the time. Yeah. And Elise is always like, "That is your favorite," and everyone's like, "Demarcus is your favorite." That's why he's always asking for the snacks for everybody because they think I'm going to say yes to him because they think he's the favorite he's not the favorite and he's one of the twins he's just right? sad yes he's one of the twins he's the oldest twin actually and he is so emotional but it's so sad and they just want to love him when he's sad and so for junior the other twin is so mean and so he's mean he doesn't care and he's always beating up on demarcus even though he's <laughs> the smaller twin and so <laughs> you know there's there's that life I know. Okay, let's switch gears just a little bit, okay? So tell me, what was your um, degree in? What did you get your master's in? So, oh, well, I got my master's in business administration. It was, I got an MBA. But you know what my undergrad was in? Criminal justice. Oh, really? Criminal justice. Yeah. And uh, has nothing to do with getting my MBA. And um, I had to take a lot of extra classes. <laughs> I'll tell you that to make up. So most people will complete their MBA in about two years. Yeah, that didn't happen for me. It was probably more like three and a half kind of because it was like I was still working and had the kids and I was only take I was like part time taking like two or three classes and it was just awful but <laughs> so it was weird and I think it's just because I decided I I was like 
I, as soon as I got my bachelor's degree in criminal justice, I worked in a halfway house and I, well, first I worked for, I was a parole officer, good Lord, or a probation officer. And that was terrible. So, and then I, I worked in a halfway house and then I became a paralegal. Then I just realized I just need a different degree. Maybe this will, maybe I can find something else that I love to do in my life. I get my MBA and what do I do? I still decide to be a paralegal. And then, I don't know, 12 years, yeah, let's see, 13 years later, yeah, I was still a paralegal. Then I moved to Texas and for some godforsaken reason, my job thought it was a really great idea to make me a director of anything. I was like, I've never supervised a person in my whole entire life. I assist others. So it's really weird that you guys have so much like, you know, so much faith in me that you think that I'm going to be really great at this job. I mean, I guess I was, I guess, because, you know, I get all these awards and everyone loves me. And who, who knew that, you know, Kim, who'd been a paralegal for a million one years, and I, and I liked it, would ever move and just do something else and kind of step outside the box. And, and honestly, I didn't even look for that job. The lady found me on LinkedIn, which is so random. Um, and here I am four years later and I'm still at touch track and, and I still love it. And I'm surprised they haven't fired me, but you know, my boss is in Switzerland. So what can you do when you're not there to see me every day? You probably don't see my everyday perhaps, just some of them. <laughs> you know. Yes, I, totally I don't care when, yeah, yeah. So tell me, um, how, how was that move for you, moving to Texas? So, you know what, it wasn't as bad as I probably thought it was going to be, since my husband is from Midland, Odessa, and I was like, we're not moving there, so it's just never going to happen. It's a terrible town, it's like in the middle, it's an oil town, I just wouldn't live there. So we moved here and it's like, I miss my best friends because I've had a group of best friends, I don't know, for 20 years now. And granted, they come and visit me all the time, but it's not the same, you know, because we all grew up together. I mean, literally, we all met at the exact same time. Like, well, they knew me in high school. And then right when I got with Marcus, like going into college, like they were meeting Marcus. So it was like, we all kind of grew up together. And let me tell you, if you meet anyone that knows me, they know that Marcus doesn't talk to anybody. <laughs> He is a very, he is an introvert and it takes him a, I mean, he just, it's hard for him to get out of his little bubble. And so the only people that he felt comfortable with was like my friends and my family because he like known them as long as he has known me. So I guess I kind of miss that. I miss that him being himself around other people because he hasn't necessarily opened up to a lot of people since being here, unless we go back home, of course, to his family. But I know maybe it's just hard for him I, he, I think he, he either hides from my friends if they show up, I don't know, but he's randomly never around. But for me, I guess I just miss having um, just been popping up and us going places and us doing things together. And um, I mean, actually, no, a lot of times we would just sit down and watch Netflix movies, but we're all hilarious together. And so it was just fun. And my friends were all like me. And so I guess I kind of missed that a little bit. Um, since being here because I felt like I have friends and I know a lot of people, but I'm like that behind the scenes friend where I'm kind of just like there and every with everybody, but we like, and like, we might go to drinks and we might go do this, but I feel like, I don't know, I guess I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I feel like I'm that afterthought friend, like I'm there, but not really there, I guess I would say. And so I'm like, huh, that's why I, 
that's probably why I don't get up and like leave and hang out with people like I should because I don't know maybe I, I just don't feel like some people have those certain connections and then I'm like well shit I don't have any of those like we're all just friends and I like hanging out with people and I think they're great and and maybe it's because like I don't hang out with them a lot by themselves even, the, even though some I have it's just that um I don't know I just think that I'm everybody's like I'm just in the back of the room friend like I'm there and they invite me because we all commonly know each other um but yeah, that's kind of how I feel since being out here. So sometimes it can be like a little lonely, but it's not too bad, I guess. I mean, there's Marcus, he, you know, but then he doesn't really know like everyone here. I always have to show him pictures when we're having conversations because <laughs> he doesn't. I'm like, I was like, I'm going to have that talk with Christine today. He's like, which one is that? I was like, okay, let me show you. She's the one that we went to her wedding. Don't you remember? And he's like, oh yeah, see like, it's that. <laughs> And so I'm like, uh, you know, I don't know. So, so a follow-up question different. to that is, so how do you feel like relationships are with women? So you said you had your friends that you've had for 20 years and now you're kind of migrating into, you, you feel kind of in the background, which can be lonely. I totally understand that. But when in general, how do you feel like relationships are with women, like to make friends? I think the heart, the older you are, the harder it is to make friends. And, and the reason why I say that is because, I mean, just to be honest, so many people are fake and they're so catty and they always want all this drama. And then like, you don't know about the drama until you're with them for a while. And then you're like, why are you so dramatic? Like all the time, then you realize like, gosh, I guess our, we don't really click in that way, but I don't mind hanging out with you, but we're just, so it's like, as you get older, you're not like, you know who you are and you know, the type of friends that you like and that you don't like. And so it becomes harder trying to find a friend. Cause then you don't know if they really are trying to be your friend or if they're just, or if it's just pity or if they just want to be your friend so they can like go back and tell other people. So you never know, like, what personal stuff you can ever tell anyone because you never know are you going to keep that to yourself or are you going to go tell so and so and then so and so and so because you have tons of friends that I don't have and so for me that's why I think it's a little bit harder to you know make friends as you get older um just because we're all on different paths and we have all and some haven't matured and some have and everyone's just in different places and um if you if it's hard to find someone that is like-minded like you and you know wants the same stuff that you want and so you will enjoy hanging out with them um versus someone that you just hang out with just because you guys know each other and then all right so let's go have drinks okay and then that's it but it's not there's no real connection there so you need a group of people so that you can talk to everybody so you're not it's not just you and that one person I think a lot of people resonate with that because I, I, I don't want to say this. <laughs> Take it for what it is. When we are perceived as women, we're supposed to be these these hens, right? You know, like just kick it, kick it, kick it, kick it, kick it, kick it, you know? And then we also have that stereotype of being catty. And then we also have the stereotype of talking back and being mean and all these other things that not necessarily 
is that group of yeah. what we want to portray. <laughs> yes. You know? I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want people to think that I'm these things. But I think yeah. the thing you said is like, once you get to a certain point, trying to infiltrate a group or trying to see, oh, wait, there's way more here than I yeah. thought. I think there's a lot of women that can, can relate to that, especially moving somewhere new. Yes. And I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I, I don't think anybody has said that yet when I asked that question of like, how do you feel about your friend group and things like that? Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I love hanging out with everyone. Like I, it's so weird because it's just like, um, I know it's like, I love hanging out with them and I love seeing them. It's just like, I don't know how to explain. Like there's just like that connection isn't all the way there yet. And it, and it could just be that maybe because we don't know each other long enough. They don't know about all my struggles and all the things that I don't tell people. And so maybe that's why. And so for me, um, if I don't publicly tell people, then I don't, it's hard for me to tell an individual person. Like I, if I tell you, I feel like if I'm telling you, I don't really care that you tell other people because it's not really going to hurt me. But things that are very private to me and personal to me, um, it's hard for me to open up to someone and tell them that because my fear is like, how are they going to take that? How are they going to view me? Are they, you know, how are they going to view my life? Are they going to be supportive? Or are they just going to be like, oh my gosh, let me tell you what Kim told me, you know? And so it's just like, I just never know. And so that's why I keep, I say a lot of things like everyone knows my sister passed everyone, you know, I mean, I think this first time you knew how young I was when I had day lease, but everyone knew I was young when I had her. I did not um, know that at all. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, I was really, yeah, because the twins and I mean, all the kid, Mariah and Daylise are exactly 10 years apart from each other. Okay. Well, in my head, I never did the math. <laughs> like, you know how, like, you just like, yeah. oh, so she's got four kids. Like, I just never did the math. Yeah. In my head. Mind you, I'm not good at doing math in my head. So <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> you know, and a lot of people probably didn't think that because they're just like, I guess, A, they don't realize how old I am. And then, so then, and then they don't, then they're like, oh, I guess my age and how old my kid is doesn't really come together until you're really sitting there thinking about it. So it's like, if you didn't know me for a long time, it's hard to know that, goddamn, you were young. You were 17 in college, newly, you know, newly in actually, so in real life, like, me and Marcus were like not even a couple before we had daily. So how weird was that? Yeah. Um, and then there's Daylise. Yeah. So and here she is. It was blue. Here she is. It was just more of like his girlfriend passed away, like right before, you know, and then we just happened to meet each other. How because he moved to Colorado. So how random was that? So okay, that's what to say. That's why I said our bonus extra child. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So do you uh, see yourself in media? Do you see yourself as your stereotype? What are you like in real life versus what you see in media? And when I say media, that means all forms of entertainment, social, whatever you consider that you wish that you saw yourself more in, or you're like, no, I definitely see reflections of myself in any types of media. 
So social media, I don't know if it's a, really a reflection of me because social media is so much about um, self-image and self-beauty and like going all these places and, and, it, and there's also drama and there's also um, like, it's just so much going on in social media that it's all just a lie. And so it's like, well, I don't view myself like that. And I think the way that I come off, like, I love to have fun. I'm funny. I just talk shit like all day long and I have drinks like that consists of my life. But if you, the only time I ever see that is in like crazy over the top drama TV shows, which I don't even watch. That's why I don't watch like reality TV. Cause it's just too much for me. <laughs> like I, I legit watch like cartoons <laughs> and stuff like that. Cause Reality TV is just too much. I think what I see, there's like some people that I see on social media that I love. And it, like, I love Christian Teigen. Um, I love Michelle Obama. Like, I love how they project themselves on social media. Because I'm like, you could still be amazing and powerful, but you don't have to be what everyone wants you to be. Like, you are still your own person. I, I love Christian Teigen because she is amazing and she like tells everybody how it is all the time and she's so upfront and she's just like it's just her like she doesn't really care what other people think I love that I mean I can I mean I love everything about Michelle Obama because she's amazing but um <laughs> I don't know I, I just wish that more people would like show less like it's it's like you see the news on social media and it's nothing but drama and then you follow all these people on Instagram and it's nothing about, it's all of them about either getting like their boobs done, their makeup. I mean, like getting all types of surgery and um, trying to portray themselves in a way that people would be attracted to them. And so it's like, I'm trying to sit back and I'm like, well, where the hell do I fit in that? Because it's like, I don't really give a shit. Like, oh, it's like, as long as I am okay with me and my family and my home, who gives a shit? how people think I should look out there. It's not really a big deal. I have to be happy with me. And so it's like, I see all these people and I'm just like, good Lord, but it's just a hot mess. That's why I follow sports <laughs> on my <laughs> social media. I'm like always on Twitter and I follow all the sports teams like for NFL and basketball and like, that's my thing. And then that's probably why. And then I don't follow Harley I don't follow a lot of people on Instagram that I don't personally know just because I feel like we don't, what am I following you for to watch you post bikini video? I mean, pictures every day or the posts that you're in all these elaborate places that I kind of really don't really care about because I don't know you personally. So it doesn't really benefit me at all. And I follow health <laughs> fitness people so I can learn how to work out at home. But it's like so many different little things within social media will help find who I am but it's not just one person because everyone and all the different outlets for social media all serve their own purpose and but sometimes it's not necessarily the right thing that they're putting out there because they put out a lot of things that I think teenagers want to be and and they don't think I don't think they realize the influence that they put out on people and how you see kids depressed because you know they want to look like this and they want to look like that because they follow all these girls and then you get these other teenagers that I mean it's just too much 
And that's probably why my teenager doesn't really have, she has an Instagram that she doesn't even really post on. Yeah. <laughs> um, because she's just not into that, maybe. And it's maybe because I'm not. I mean, I love posting about my family and stuff. She's down a family, so she posts randomly about cheer. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> like you get on her social media, there's cheer on there. And then, but that's how she, but that is who she is, though. Like, she just talks to her friends, but they're, it's not like a lot of, like, let me post every second of my day. I post more on Facebook than this kid posts on her goddamn Instagram, and right. she's way younger than me. Right. No, I love that. Let's talk about, you was talking about working out and things like that. Um, what is your body type? You don't have to tell me your weight or anything like that, but, like, what is your body type? Have you ever struggled with it? with weight or food? So, you know, I'm thankful. I haven't ever really struggled with weight, I guess I would say. Um, Cause I've never, yeah, I've never really like struggled. Like I've been huge during pregnancy and then I got back small, but, but the way that I look at myself and then however, how everyone else looks at me is a little different. So they're like, oh my gosh, you're small, but that doesn't necessarily mean like that I'm healthy and I'm in shape. And so for me, I just feel like my size is like a normal size. If I was nice and fit and together, then I'm like, hey, I'm over here looking nice and slim, <laughs> but I don't feel, you know, I feel like that. I just feel like, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful I haven't had to deal with weight, like being overweight or anything, but I deal with my own weight issues because I know what I expect for myself. And it's not necessarily like how much I want to weigh. It's just like, how well am I taking care of my body? How, I mean, because, I mean, you know me, shit. I, since I've been working from home, I've been drinking a shit ton. <laughs> but I also drink, <laughs> like, so I'm doing. I feel like I'm just drinking a shit ton. But, my, I mean, I always drink a gallon of, I mean, I probably drink way more than a gallon of water a day. But, like, I do stuff like that. I try, I don't really eat snacks or anything. And so it's, like, more of, like, if I'm not working out, I want to make sure that I'm eating healthy. So I'm not trying to – I don't really worry about how much I weigh or trying to, you know, be at a certain weight or even a certain body type. I'm just really trying to make sure that I'm healthy and that I'm okay with how I look. And it's um, – and for me, it's really just staying on track of, like, all right, Kim – cut out all of this because I can tell you I've probably I think because I've been drinking more why I gained some more weight because I finally got on the scum it's like huh, huh mm -hmm. there goes those extra five pounds you know where those came from beer <laughs> vodka and juice <laughs> that 24 pack I was sitting outside for two days in a row watching Junior bust his ass all over trying to learn how to ride his bike you know? <laughs> that's where all this weight is coming from I was wondering yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. Drink and you don't like and I drink a ton at work. Like we had happy hour all the time. I took my customers to dinner and we had tons of drinks. Like, but I walked around more and I was just more active than I guess I am now. So I, I guess I have to not eat so many Oreos because <laughs> I have been, so I actually just threw them all away. <laughs> I wasn't I'm like, expecting I you to snacks. say Oreos. I thought you were going to say something <laughs> else. I was not expecting <laughs> Oreos. <laughs> I was like, because I don't eat snacks or anything, and I just was started chowing down, and I was like, all right, we're going to stop this, Kim, because this is, it, it ain't working out. Let's just have a drink. It's not terrible. I prefer drink over food. It's just terrible. I got to stop drinking. No, I'm the same. <laughs> I rather, I rather have alcohol than a snack. Yeah. Hey, it's the better way to go. That's why I'm drinking as we were talking, <laughs> because. It's okay. It's okay. I want you to 
Yeah, no, I, I want this for you. Okay, so <laughs> one, <laughs> so are you spiritual or religious? So growing up, we were very, like, we used to go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, no, twice on Sundays and on Wednesdays, and good fucking Lord, it was like a lot. And I think now we're more spiritual. <laughs> like, holy shit, why are the Lord doesn't need to see us this much. Like, he's really okay. <laughs> so, like, now we're, like, just spiritual because, good Lord, if I took my kids, like, to church as much as I went to church growing up, they would probably just, they would be angry inside. But no, so now we, like, go to church on, like, I don't know, Easter, Christmas Eve, like, random stuff. But we're not there all the time. And, and sometimes we'll go, like, for a good month and then we stop for like six yeah. <laughs> and then we'll go again for a good month so I wouldn't say that we're really re as religious um but boy my mother-in-law is so I get a lot of Jesus books mm -hmm. all the time yeah for Christmas I get Jesus books yeah. for my birthday I get Jesus books I don't know how many Jesus books I can get I don't even know how, I don't even know where do you find all these books. Maybe she's trying to send you a message. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. That's what I said. I was like, maybe she's telling me I need the Lord in my life a little more. I was just wondering because I get so many of these books. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess I should give these to other people because I have so many of them. <laughs> Love her. She's the sweetest lady ever. She's so religious though. And so, so we go over to their house and we're like there for a week and stuff. Like we're at church and stuff. It's crazy. And pray before dinner and all that crazy stuff. Uh, okay, sounds good. Nothing, no, no judgment on any of that. So, are you a taker or a giver in the bedroom? Oh, can I say I'm like 50 50? Because yeah. it really depends on the mood that I'm in. Because, like, if I'm in a good mood, okay, then I'm a giver. Yeah. I'm like, we're just, we're just having sex. <laughs> I'm a taker. <laughs> if I'm in a good mood and I'm happy about stuff, or we had a date night, then yes, I'm a giver. Yeah. But let me tell you, I'm like a giver only 45% of the time. <laughs> so let's make that clear. <laughs> in case he's listening, he can do the math. It's your 45% up, bro. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so you know I'm a giver but not that much <laughs> no I, I totally love it so um what are some insecurities that you have and what how do you deal with your insecurities um so I am insecure about it's so I mean you probably already know this it's like my boobs I think I have no boobs how terrible is that like I don't know why it would even matter like <laughs> at my at my age like who cares if you have boobs like I fucking care when I put on a bathing suit and I look in the mirror and I'm like you can be thin all you want to you don't have no tits I'm like oh like I just want to <laughs> at least fill out my <laughs> I just want to fill out my bathing suit like is that so hard good fucking lord like that's all I want I don't want big ass tits I just want tits right <laughs> so general. You, know, you know there's that and the only other thing is like um, I'm always in, it's like insecure about like, so I have like bags under my eyes and they're hereditary and the doctor says they're never going to go away unless, you know, you get surgery. I just don't want to spend $5,000. So yeah, I have not gotten it. <laughs> and well, I've tried a million of them creams, but no, none of them work. Everyone claims they work. Let me tell you. I mean, like I've tried so many creams and 
I mean, like, fuck, none of them work. <laughs> All they are are tightening creams. They're not anything that actually fixes the issue. They're just like tightening. It isn't, and, and then once it rubs off, it doesn't really even do anything. And then so it's like, so sometimes I hate it because, you know, you always look like you're tired. You kind of look crappy all the time and then so I'm like so I wear glasses a lot even probably when I don't need to like my sunglasses just to like hide them crazy thing is I feel bad because I kind of give them to my kids so if you look at them even as babies like they have them how terrible is that I'm sorry the worst mom <laughs> just giving them all sorts of shit that they don't want but you know <laughs> you know god you are cracking me up right now <laughs> <laughs> Like my babies had bags under their eyes. Oh my god. Like, has bags as babies. Oh, my kids do. Why? They get them fucking for me. Like, what the fuck? Let me tell you, like, I must be the odd sister out. I'm the only sister that came out with no goddamn boobs. Really? <laughs> and the, your sisters have boobs. All my sisters have like double D boobs. Oh wow. Did I get no boobs? <laughs> Like, the only time I have boobs is when I was pregnant, and that was it. And then as soon as I was done breastfeeding, they went right on back down to super small again, probably even smaller. Terrible. Now, does your husband no. care about boobs? Is he a boob guy? Not really. So he is an ass guy. Okay. So I, I try to do squats. <laughs> <laughs> so my butt kind of looks like it sits up, kind of. I don't really know. <laughs> I mean... I mean, he loves you the way you are, and that's all that really matters. And it matters that you love yourself the way you are. That's all that matters. All right, are you ready for your Spitfire questions? Oh, I guess. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I'm ever what? really prepared for. No, there's no preparing for it. You don't know where we're going with this. That's why it's. I know. <laughs> that's why I said, I don't know if I'm ever really prepared, but you know. Yeah. Sure, why not? You know who you're talking to, right? I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's your favorite color? Pink. Favorite book? Oh, you know, my most recent one is Becoming by Michelle Obama. Oh, okay. That book. Um, are you a spender or a saver? A saver. Democrat or Republican? Well, I am Democrat, but let me tell you, sometimes, here we go. So I'm like Democrat, but I still vote for people based off of my values. I'm like so many other fucking people in the world. So there is on my ballot where sometimes I vote for a Republican or an independent. Um, it's really like who I feel has my best interest at heart and not necessarily just my party. Mm, love that answer. Are you a good girl or a bad girl? Oh, you know, hey, I am a good girl in front of the kids, but let me tell you, <laughs> outside the house, it might be a little different. <laughs> Just don't tell nobody. <laughs> Are you a rule maker, rule breaker, or rule follower? So, I am like a rule almost follower breaker because sometimes I break the rules a little bit and then I still try to follow them all at the same time um because I like to do my own shit that's my problem okay people um what's your natural hair color black well you know let's just say gray because I've fucking been gray since I was like 21 really? <laughs> like yes I got gray hair super like that's what I'm saying like what the fuck like I got gray hair when I was really young like what the fuck is going on here I have so much gray hair. It is outrageous. It really? doesn't make any sense in real life. 
That's why I wear extensions, I wear wigs, I wear all these different things because I don't fucking have time in my goddamn life to be getting my hair colored all the goddamn time. Like no one has time for this, like no one. So, why do I do that? I don't know this shit. Color my hair like every two weeks. Who would waste their time on that? <laughs> oh my god, my cheeks hurt. Um, so who's your role model outside of Michelle Obama? Who's your now, role model? So, who would I say my real life role model is? Oh shit. Oh, you know who I would say my role model is? I know it's so awkward. Is um my dad and my mother-in-law them together my mother-in-law is the sweetest and most amazing person ever and and I say that and and the reason why I think that she's my role model is because in reality she's not really like my husband's real mom like oh wow the girl that yeah right and so so the girl that he was dating for all these years, like when she passed away, like in high school or whatever, like they were, they'd known each other for so long and his parents are terrible, um, that they just like took care of him. And she has like, even though he has parents, like they are like his family, his, her, her husband, all their kids, like they're our family. They're the ones who came to our wedding and so I love her because she loves him even though she's not his but she loves us as if we are really like I'm her real daughter-in-law these are her real grandchildren she loves us unconditionally and, and it takes you know that's a lot of work for someone to want to do that themselves when you assumed that you know your kid was going to grow up and marry this person. And, and so for you to meet a brand new person and take her in um, is amazing. And, and I wish, and I hope that I can be like she was in how she is. And she is, even when people do her wrong, she is always there to support and she is always there to give a lending hand. And um, she is just thoughtful and just loves everyone um, regardless of what you've done in the past what you do in the future she just loves and so I would hope that when I get older that um, I can be more like her um, and my dad for obvious reasons because you know I just want to parent like he parent yeah I mean he's tough let me tell you he's tough and I'm tough on Bailey's and that's probably why I'm tough on her because and she doesn't believe me that he was mean. I was like, my dad was so mean to us. He loved us, but let me tell you, he gave us no goddamn slack. She just know because my dad fucking loved her to death and never yelled at her and was so sweet. And I was like, well, where the fuck was this when we were growing up? <laughs> you loved us, but let me tell you, if we all, if we even thought in our mind we was talking back, we was in trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he had so, six kids. He had to be kind of. He did. He, he was like, let me put the whip down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the two people that I look up to and I admire and I consider my role model because they both have things individually that I aspire to be as I continue to get older. Okay. Um, what's your sexual orientation? Oh, uh, you know, homosexual. I've never been with the girls. So who knows if I ever got with a girl who knew I might like girls because I love tits. Okay. So. <laughs> 
So you're heterosexual <laughs> that doesn't know if you're fully heterosexual because you hey, you know, like I'm definitely heterosexual, but I'm saying like I think girls are beautiful. Like I just never been with them, but I okay. fucking I'm always like, hey, Marcus, look at her tits. She like her tits. Like like that's me. Like. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? <laughs> no, I think that means you're really secure in your relationship. That's what that means. Um, plastic surgery. I know you said there were some things that you would get done. Would Would you go ahead and get your boobs done and get your so if I bags, your eyes um, done? So I would probably. You know what? I probably okay. So as much as I would really love tits and I and I want them so bad, I'd probably just get my under eye bags fixed, not my boobs because I um <clears throat> I feel like I don't want to project them to my kids like that you have to modify yourself for anything and and I don't want them to think anything like that. Um, my bags, I'm just like like the average. I don't know. Just to me, when I look at them, I just look sleepy and like just awful all the time so it there's that but like I don't really consider that cosmetic really because it's just like you can get fillers but those don't last long but I don't want to get my boobs done because my kids can be like oh so you're just coming home with these big ass tits now like (laughs) so you just said (laughs) what is it if you were going to get them done how big would you go like a full C maybe I think okay I don't feel like Like, I'm projecting anything on your kids I know, like, I feel bad. Actually, you know what? Daylise probably has bigger tits than me. I'm just saying. I think she wears, like, I think she wears, like, I don't know what size she wears, but it's fucking probably bigger than mine. (laughs) Because when she wears a bathing suit, her boobs at least fill out her bathing suit. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. I don't have that pleasure. (laughs) Okay. Um, Salsa being a given, guac or queso? Oh, queso. But it has to be good queso. Like, not everybody makes good queso. Mm-hmm. Um, and not everyone makes good guacamole. But I love queso. It's my shit. But if you fuck it up, we're not friends anymore. And that's how that works out. <laughs> so, like, where's your go-to place for queso? So, currently, I love Torchy's queso. Oh, yes. Yes. Like, fucking delicious. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like delicious and then they put the meat in there too and then they it's put like, the turkey sauce in there yes it's fucking delicious it is good that's my shit <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you want to say to the listener that we have not covered yet i want to say you know not really if you see me and i you know and I look a hot mess, which I do like 99% of the time. I'm sorry. Not that I don't give a shit, but I really don't give a shit what people think. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, if you if you think I'm always posting about my goddamn kids on Facebook, because that's what the hell I do. <laughs> and so, you know, <laughs> that's consistent of my life, you know. But now I have... <laughs> And if you think I'm an alcoholic, I probably have become one since since homeschooling my goddamn kids. I fucking can't stand it. Let me tell you, they're my goddamn nerves. Like, who wakes up every day and acts as if they've never heard or learned what the hell we're going on? Like, the teacher just said she did this. Y'all did this in class. How is it that when I show it to you guys, everyone has like a blank stare as if it's brand new to everyone? I can't do it. So, not patient. Couldn't be a teacher. I don't like kids like that. I love my own kids, and I still can't handle this. So, you know, there's me. Love my family. Oh, but fuck. 
I hope you had as much fun as I did talking with Kim today. She is brutally honest about herself and that is what's refreshing. That's what I love so much about talking with her. Her emotions opening up about her sister passing and the relationship she had with that. Her relationship with her father and that connection she wants with her kids. The jobs, the way that she moved in her husband life and having four kids, which a set of twins in there. I just can't imagine the struggles, but how her outlook on it said, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it. I have a community and that is my goal. I'm not going to be a stereotype or a statistic. That was amazing. She filtered all of that with a Kim lens, right? We normally talk about Hollywood lens. She has a Kim lens where she just makes it so much more enjoyable to listen to. I hope y'all had so much fun because I know I did. My cheeks hurt, my face hurt, I was red, um, but I, oh God, I, I wish I could just multiply her and just put her in my pocket and let other people <laughs> have fun with her too. If you want to meet Kim or see what she looks like, you can go to our Facebook page. It is You Got To Meet Her podcast on Facebook. We have a group on there. Go join it. Invite your friends. If there's anything else I can do for you, you let me know there. All right. I'll see you on the next one.